Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I will be one of your hosts. Joining me today, we have Andrew Matro. What's good? What's up? And with us from youth's very own, we have Whitney Bess. Pew, 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 pew. People are probably going to be like, please sign a petition. Say, please stop the air horn. I don't know if enough, if enough people listen to this to get a petition going. <laughs> yeah, we have to have 100 signatures. Okay, let's make it happen. All right. All right. If you can. If, uh, on if, the post. If when we post this podcast, if we get 100 comments of like the little megaphone or like the air horn yes. thing, we will. Cancel we, it forever. We will redo Whitney's air horn. <laughs> So there, there is your challenge. Oh, uh, the worst and best part of this whole <laughs> yeah. podcast. Guys, I feel like we were together last week, but yeah. I feel like it's been a while since all three of us sat in a room together. I know. What, Whitney, any chicken updates, any pottery updates? I mean, the there people? is a chicken update, and I don't know if people can handle it. Because okay. one of my chickens went on to be with the Lord. It was okay. really sad. Really. It By was way like, of one of your dog's no, stomachs? No, no. Actually, I almost wish... But what happened was an egg got stuck, and she couldn't squeeze out her egg. Isn't that so sad? That's, that's actually really disgusting, <laughs> oh yeah. So now I know. I mean, people probably have died of oh. similar things. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. dude, that, would be, that would be a really uncool way to go. It would be. How did but they I'm go? I'm sure it's happened. Oh, yeah. You're like, yeah. Well, they, well, it's like a heart attack. They say like they try to squeeze their eggs out. And if you don't help them, sometimes they get stuck and they have heart attacks and die. So would you say it's, it was your fault? I mean, I actually do. Help? I felt a lot of guilt. I felt a lot of guilt. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. We got to take that up. We don't use harsh language like that. No. Hurt people hurt people with. <laughs> I, I am hurting, guys. So bad for me. Well, I'm sorry about your, your chicken. Thank you. Yeah. Andrew, you're officially in a new house. Yeah. Our How life has changed. Man, it's so good. You know, the moving process is like. It sucks. Yeah. There's nothing worse than moving. Yeah. You know who your real friends are by who helps you move? Hey, Conrad was there. He's Conrad, yeah. Neither, I never got a text. Neither of you two were there. But I never got a text. Well, you had friends in town. I knew you. <laughs> Me and Rob, we could have we looked at it a Oh, uh, It's good good to be in there, though. Abe, all Abe wanted was a house of stairs. That's, That's awesome. So he's loving life, man. Yeah. He runs up and down those suckers freaking all day long. That's awesome. Tire him out. Yeah. Have you guys, I know sometimes when you move, like the noises of the house can just be so different and you never realize how much you like were used to your old house noises. Oh, like yeah. when we moved into our townhouse, we have this really cheap like closet door. It's like the fake uh-huh. wood plastic and it pops when it gets really cold. <laughs> and I remember the first couple of nights I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, what, shooting what is that? There's a demon in my yeah. closet. Yeah. I have to tell people that come in house it. I'm like, hey, our beams, we have like a lot of beams in our house. They creak. In the middle of the night, it'll be like, 
And so I'm like, it's not anything crazy. Because some people get, like, really weird and, like, oh, make it, like, a spiritual thing. I'm like, no, it's just the Beams Creek. That's all it is. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe yeah. there's maybe Who there's knows? someone on the beams <laughs> creaking them. Yeah, no, I left. Uh, I left town. It was our uh, second night living there, so my wife was super happy with me. Um, but she called me that night. She's like, I, "Something is downstairs. I'm like, I can't come home." I know. I'm like, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> Hopefully I'll see you in a day Conrad, Conrad was gone, so this quick story. Same, you guys were out trolling in the mountains. <laughs> so fun for you guys. I was home alone. I have a farm, and my dogs start mean barking, 1030 at night. I wake up. We have this pellet gun. looks like a rifle. It looks really mean. And I'm like, well, got to defend What I would give farm. to see you holding that And I rifle. went outside on my patio <laughs> holding this gun out, and someone probably – someone did drive by. I'm like, they're probably calling the cops on me. I'm like shooting at this church nearby, like so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pellet gun. Hey, you, you know what? Next time we do that, you just go to our house and, and stay with Jerrica, and everybody yeah. wins. I mean, Conrad win because we're not getting texts in the middle of the night. Did you Come ever, home. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Did you find out why they were barking? Yeah, it was a skunk. Oh, nice. And I didn't have. I didn't have. A, come to find out, I didn't actually have a pellet in the pellet gun to actually shoot it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You're gonna intimidate so, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's well. You as a human being are intimidating too. You know, just in general. I can so, be. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's let's kind of dive into <laughs> yeah. what we we've, we've spent five minutes <laughs> talking about. Good things nothing. To say. That's good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, welcome to our world where nothing really eventful. Happens. Yes, so. we make up, make up things. Uh, last week, we talked a little bit about becoming a follower of Jesus. We've just come out of a series at YA called Follow Me, and we just decided that we were going to do a follow-up, no pun intended, to the uh, series that we got out of. We think it's really important um, pushing mm-hmm. our people as young adults or maybe anybody listening to not just maybe be a casual Christian, but maybe in this season of life, God's calling you to take your faith seriously and step into the next season of what it looks like to actually follow Jesus. And so last week we talked about um, how as people we tend to love watching Jesus from afar, but to actually follow him, changing Mm -hmm. our lives, adjusting our lives to be followers of Jesus can be intimidating. And sometimes like we don't want to do that. And so we sort of framed our conversation around why you would want to follow Jesus in the first place. And then this week, we want to give you some practical steps to carry that out. So being a follower of Jesus, there's not a real formula or no rigid rules, but I think that what we're going to try to do is give you guys questions or even like mindsets that you can have or wrestle with that will help you frame your life around following after Jesus. And so if you're listening, we've got five things that we're going to cover today. Maybe take some notes, not if you're driving, but... Um, take some notes on these. And I think that if you just kind of dwell on these, think on these, and maybe let these become your mindsets, um, it'll just make following Jesus a lot easier. And so the first one that we're going to talk about, maybe the first mindset or the first action step in becoming a follower of Jesus would be this. Choose obedience over convenience. That's great. Make sure you always choose obedience over convenience. And and a thought that I had before I kick it over to Andrew and Whitney is convenience always has a momentary reward, but obedience reward is eternal. So as a Christian, we are called to choose obedience over convenience. <clears throat> what, what are some of your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that sounds like really intense. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, but it kind of is. Like there was, I remember mm-hmm. the first time, um, and I kind of talked about like my journey of really becoming like a follower of Jesus last podcast. But I remember like coming home and um, there was a guy, I was at the Golden Campus and I just like in worship, I was like, oh my gosh, like I know I need to pray for this guy. Um, and just didn't do it. I just didn't do it. And, and because it was convenient and I was like, oh no, I don't know this guy's story, blah, blah, blah. Meh. I'll feel stupid. And come to find out, like, it, you know, when, when God like calls you to like obey, be obedient, like be like, yeah, pray for this person, tithe, do whatever. It's almost like you can't get away from that person, feeling, number, <clears throat> Um, and so I just kept seeing him like after service over and over, he's talking to like, I think Chad, whatever. And then I'm like in the parking lot. I'm like, I'm not going to pray for this guy. I'm just not. And then we're finally in the parking lot and he's just like right by my car. <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, I, and I think I was with Aaron at the time. I was like, Hey, I'm just, this is gonna be so weird. Can I pray for you? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I realized like he had like a, um, what are those things called on your, on your wrist or on your ankle? Like from prison? Yes. House arrest. House arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Connor had a few of those growing up. (laughs) (laughs) Just a few. And, um, yeah, and I, I, like, obeyed in that moment. And there wasn't anything, like, crazy spiritual that came out of it. He was just like, well, that means, like, so much that, like, you would do that. Mm. And I have no – I've never seen that guy since. But it wasn't convenient for me to, like – stalk this guy. I thought you were going to say, and now we're married. But no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen him again. Uh, no, no, yeah, it was not Conrad, just for <laughs> FYI. Um, no, but yeah, so like it doesn't, it's not always like convenient, but obedience, and it's not always sexy. I think like we th- uh, come on these like podcasts, we're like, oh my gosh, it'd be amazing for you to like obey God and all mm-hmm. these amazing things will happen, which we do believe. But I think it's also like knowing like ahead of time, like, yeah, like obedience is not always like the sexy thing to do. And, um, but like there, there will be, it, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Choose obedience over convenience, or or maybe for someone to better understand it, obedience over comfort potentially of like, um, there there's like we we live this life we feel really comfortable, but God calls us just to things that are outside of our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. When it comes to finances, sometimes it's tough to be obedient to give of our tithe and to be generous. It's more comfortable to keep the things that we have. Um, when it comes to God calling you out of a relationship or into a new state, into a new career, to a new college, it's it's not comfortable, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I I truly believe from what I read in the scripture that I believe there's a direct correlation between obedience and and blessing, and and not just from scripture, but from what I've seen in my own life. Of man, when when you when you walk in a level of obedience, there's life on the other side of it. And and I don't think that it's obedience just for God to like bind you and to like put you in slavery, like obey. It's like to free you. Yeah. And so <clears throat> so I think that's that's a big thing. And I think that we're constantly always and we're we'll make daily decisions mm-hmm. of getting in my word. And like, oh I'm comfortable right now. I'm just laying in my bed. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to get up. Yeah, but I think there's a you know so I, I think that it's obedience is a massive part of of being a, a follower of Christ. But I think that why we feel rub oftentimes in tension is because we we choose convenience or we choose comfort. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but but understanding too, like you said, convenience is reward is momentary, obedience reward is eternal. That we we have to look at our at our faith as like a a brick by brick, a day by day. This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Sanctification is the yeah. process of being made holy. That you'll never fully be made holy until the day that you um, meet Jesus, which is saying that every single day you're trying yeah, to yeah. like. So I I think that it's like, hey, every day I'm going to try to be more and more obedient. This is like a long long term. This is a you know, yeah. It does have a really good point because I feel like sorry going back to the story I just said. In that moment, it wasn't like this amazing, oh, my gosh, he started crying. Like, none of that happened. It was just like, wow, thank you. Right. But what it did for me, to your point, is like it made me more comfortable to go and obey mm-hmm. and be like, I'm going to take that step of faith. And so, like, when you when you actively say, no, I'm going to choose eh, the more like, convenient choice, yeah. you're not lifting that muscle of faith. Like, right. you're not working yeah. that muscle of faith out. Yeah. So I think, like— um, yeah, choosing obedience, it will produce something in your life over time mm-hmm. that will be like, I know people come up to you guys all the time, like, hey, can you pray for this really intense thing or like cast demons out? Like that doesn't just happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, yes. That's an intense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the most intense thing you could ever do probably as a believer is like help someone that yeah. actually is doing possessed. But um, anyways, all that to say, like, it doesn't just happen overnight. Like you, you have to like build consistent moments of like saying yes to Jesus. Yeah, and yeah. One yes thing I found is, especially when you first get serious about following Jesus and like walking out your faith, is that normally nine times out of ten, this sinful choice and and sinful might not be the best word because not like active rebellion right. sin, but like. Yeah. <clears throat> is normally the most easy or convenient choice in the moment. Mm-hmm. Normally making like the choices to obey is kind of like what you said, like a muscle. Like mm-hmm. it takes working out. It takes saying yes and yes and yes and yes yeah. before it becomes second nature. So if you are if you are listening to this podcast or maybe you're just in a season of life where you're like, man, I, I really am starting to take my faith seriously, don't be surprised if obedience seems like the harder choice in the moment. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, when you, when you start to take your faith seriously, um, the the wrong choice or the sinful <clears throat> choice or the choice that's just going to lead you further away from God right. tends yeah. to be the easier, convenient one. Yeah, moment. yeah, and I'd say like kind of what you talked about with, with sin. There's sins of omission and sins of commission, and and the and the difference is sins of commission are like the ones that are like I'm actively doing something that's like. Wrong. That's I know wrong. It's bad. I, I know yeah. it, but sins of like commission or omission are things that are kind of a little bit more more subtle or to me lack of obedience. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm choosing comfort instead of like walking into what I believe that God is calling me to do in this specific moment. Um, you know, so I I think that we have to understand that that disobedience not yeah. obeying is disobedience which is which is a i yeah. think a sin of omission and yeah. and we have to we have to see that as something that may not i need me not obeying mm-hmm. in my finances in my career in how i engage in my relationships is uh is turning away from from what god wants for you yeah, yeah. that's good <clears throat> Um, so the first mindset we have choose obedience over convenience or maybe comfort the second mindset to maybe helping you frame your life around following Jesus would be to recognize Jesus as Lord and not just Savior. And so 
that might sound again a little like harsh or whatever, but I think the reason I wanted to include that is because for me, for such a long time in my faith walk, Jesus was like my favorite bailout, you know, like kind of when I was faced with those decisions of obedience or convenience and I choose convenience or whatever, you know, I'd be like, that's fine. I mean, Jesus died for my sin. Like Jesus, he's my savior. Like that's literally what he did. That's why he came. But so often we forget that Jesus isn't just savior, which he is, and he's good and he's kind and he's graceful. Um, But the Bible describes him as a Lord and a king and somebody that we have to listen to and and obey. And so mm-hmm. I don't know what are your thoughts on maybe helping somebody frame their mind around man I don't just serve a Jesus that paid for my wrongdoings so that I can continue to do wrong. Right. Yeah. But he actually has a life for me to live and to lead that will help me flourish in what, in what he has planned for me. Yeah. Uh I'm trying to find this <clears throat> verse in the Bible, but it's like such a random obscure scripture. So uh, if Andrew or you guys want to fill in the gaps, but basically, um, Jesus does something so, so insignificant. And my, it was probably like, I think he said something, uh, a teaching moment. And then it was like, they, it says they aggressively were trying to make him King. And oh, yeah. do you remember what, where is I, that? I don't know what that is, but I know what you're talking about. I, Cause uh, I read my Bible all the time, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I want to find that, like, symbolism between, like, when Jesus moves on your behalf, mm-hmm. you there is this, like, response that you really do want to, like, aggressively make him king. Um, and so, like, I know, like, a lot of times, like, yes, like, we're like, oh, yes, he's, like, my savior. He's, like, my lord. Do you have, did you find it? Um, let's see here. <clears throat> but there is a moment in your faith journey where you're like, did you find it? Yeah, after he fed the 5,000. Um, they thought he was a prophet. John six fifteen it says, Then Jesus, realizing they were about to come and forcefully make him king, yeah. withdrew to a mountain by himself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> After so he good. like multiplied the fish and the bread. Okay, that's what it is. Provision like drives you when when God provides for you. Like save when we get saved, we're like, Yeah, sure, my savior. I'm like, I love the saviorness of Jesus, but when he provides for you, mm-hmm. there is a shift in where you're like, I want to aggressively make Jesus as king. And so maybe you're in this season where you're like, I, yes, like I'm saved, but there's like lack in my life. Like start praying prayers of like provision over your life. Like God, like I want you to provide right. for it. I'm like, what, it, like God is a Jehovah Jireh. Like he is a provider. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I would just say like, start like frame, frameworking your mind and thoughts around like, okay, now I want, I want, God to do something in my life. I want him to provide in right. this area of my life so that I, your natural response will be to aggressively want to make him king. So, yeah. No, I, yeah, that's great. And I, th- I think that we live in a culture that like treats like being under authority as almost like a cultural taboo. Oh yeah. So it's good. the worst thing in the world. Yeah. yeah. So like our, we live in a culture that screams, be you. Do you yeah. do what you want, when you want, how you want? Um, you decide how your life looks. You decide what you do with your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one's going to tell me otherwise. And if someone brings a strong opinion on yeah. how my life should look, then there's going to be a, a major rub. And I think that's – I saw this quote uh, from John Mark Comer in, in Loveology once. He, he said – Although Satan tries to convince us that liberty is found in doing what we want, true freedom is acquired through submission 
to Christ's loving lordship. So like yeah. we have this thought that that like true freedom is me doing whatever the heck that I want. Mm-hmm. But like true freedom we believe through scripture comes through 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 submission. And you know it's in in the New Testament Jesus is referred to as savior 36 times in the Bible. Um and over 700 times in the New Testament alone Jesus is referred to as as Gosh. Lord. Oh wow. And and think think about this for a moment. Like Jesus as savior it requires nothing of me. Mm-hmm. Because right. he did everything. Because he did everything. Jesus as Lord requires everything of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Jesus as savior, uh forgiveness of sins, grace, eternity in heaven. Jesus as Lord, it's this complete reorientation of of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I think like how how you view Jesus, if you only view Jesus as Savior, like that'll have a certain place in your life and I think it'll be great. But when you view Jesus as Lord, it'll begin to dictate a lot of things about your life. And if G- and, and also I think Jesus can be Lord about in certain aspects of your life, yeah. but not all areas. aspects of your yeah, life. Yeah. So I think that sometimes we pick and choose yeah. which areas of my life Jesus is Lord. And we all have the one, yeah. at least the one. But if Jesus is Lord, when it comes to your relationships, everything will begin to fall under the submission, the authority of what God calls you to. Yeah. And if he's not, like, things will just be skewed yeah. and misguided. Mm-hmm. And so so I, I think it's hard for our culture to say, like, I'm submitting to, mm-hmm. I'm coming under the authority of Jesus Christ because we don't really operate in that way. But we believe that true freedom is found. We all know it. Like if you're a believer, you've been a believer for longer than a, a couple months, you know it. Mm-hmm. That when you submit your life to Christ to the best of your ability, life is flat out better. Yeah. And we also know the opposite is true. When I'm living life how I want, doing who I want, when I want, yeah. like yeah. life is is just you go to bed there's feeling different at night. Yeah, you wake up in the morning carry. feeling different. So yeah, I think this is a this is a real real important. So I think like how you begin to, this is how I view Jesus in my life, and and I and how you view I think will dictate how you walk. Yeah, so. yeah. I think this next one goes almost hand in hand with this a little bit. Um, so we had recognized Jesus as both Lord and Savior, but then uh, Andrew, you brought this up kind of pre pre podcast meeting. Um, let grace save and let truth lead. Yeah. Um, Go into that a little bit, because I think that that piggybacks really well off of Jesus as both Savior and Lord. Yeah, and I I, I think that we we do this just like I was saying before. We love to kind of choose which which Jesus that we want to follow. Like Jesus is all truth, all all grace, and that kind of dictates a lot of how our relationship with it is with Him is. Um, but Scripture is really cl- clear that Jesus came full of truth and grace. John one fourteen says, "The Word became flesh." The Word being Jesus. And made his dwelling among among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. Yeah. John one seventeen. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So so uh, truth leads me, but grace saves me. And I I, I did a sermon on this. Um, what I don't know. It feels like fifteen years ago. But <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whenever COVID wasn't a ago. thing. Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> and and try to have this imagery. I, I tied this long rope between two poles, and it was like this straight rope, and then I tied a bungee cord mm-hmm. to myself. And the rope, the straight rope was truth, and the bungee cord was grace. Mm-hmm. 
And so my illustration was this thought that this is the path that I believe God has for me, and His truth will set me free. And if I'm obedient to the things that God calls me to, I'm going to stay on the path that He has for me. But I'm a human being who's flawed and I'm broken, and so sometimes I run off like the prodigal son. And I I have moments and seasons where, but this bungee cord attached to me is grace, always trying to pull me back back. to, so so truth is not this like, like this hammer fist of of God. It's like, no, I have this great life, but there's also grace and it's this tag team. It's like peanut butter and jelly, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Kim and Kanye. Well, yeah. I guess not anymore. R. But R. yeah, so so I think I think it's really really important to to remember like that. No, Jesus is full of both of them. Yeah, and both are meant to to lead you and save you and guide you and all the things. So. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the grace of God that saves us, but then also grace like just doesn't end in the forgiving of our sin. It like empowers us yeah. to, to lead. Kind of. I mean, that's a perfect illustration for it. The life of truth, like none of us will be able to, uh, you know, if you read your Bible 10 hours a day, you still won't be able to walk that perfect line that Mm -hmm. Jesus walked. But grace's role in that, it's not like a hall pass. It's not like a get out of jail free card necessarily. I mean, grace costs something for Jesus, but it's to realign you when you need readjusting, to keep Mm -hmm. on bringing you back to the way of truth so that truth isn't this hard, rigid law that you have to live out and carry out it's this freedom that you get to walk in and grace is sort of the it's like the bumpers in a in a bowling Mm -hmm. like when you put up the little kid bumpers yeah Yeah. i need those still (laughs) (laughs) but but it's kind of like that like you're trying to bowl a strike you know how many of you listening can bowl a strike maybe sam schalberg who's on the bowling (laughs) team in high school like a nerd Nerd. (laughs) (laughs) but but no, so I, I think that's really good, and I think that's a really great thought. That yeah. bungee cord and that, that rope is a really good illustration to, to see how those yeah. two walk together. Yeah, I heard, I heard and, someone say once, too, like, oh, oh, my God, I just hit my <laughs> mic so hard. Amazing. Keep going. Uh, this, this, this one thought, that grace realigns you with God's heart. Yeah. I think truth realigns you with God's purpose. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. grace is like... Being like, no, man, like ultimately God just loves you. Yeah. Like remember this if you're listening. Like God, he ultimately just loves you. He, His goal was to seek and save the lost. Like his goal was to like come into relationship with you. That's his first agenda coming to this earth. But then he has a purpose for your life. And I think truth kind of realigns you with, oh, God, I got a son. I got a plan for you. I got more for you. So so kind of rem- remember in that term. Yeah. yeah. I, I told this story years ago. But I had this little stint. I have such phases in my life. So weird. We but love them all. I know. But I was like, I'm going to get into really, really into rock climbing. And I know, <laughs> so stupid. Now that you know me, you're like, I, that's not your jam. I but, could never see you. Yeah. Like, we like, also could never see you doing pottery or having chicken. Or having so. chicken. That's <laughs> true, yeah. Well, anyway, I got really into rock climbing. And so me and my friend, it was in England. And uh, we were going bouldering. So we would love going to this, like, bouldering gym. And... I mean, the the bull, if you ever have gone bouldering, like the wall is pretty high. Like you can do some damage. Like and you're not roped in. We were never like clipped in. And so I remember getting all the way to the top and I fell hard. Hit bam, hit the ground. And I was just like, you know, really shooken up by that experience. I'm like, I was shaking. I don't want ever want to do this again. I hurt really bad. I could have broken all my bones. I could have gotten paralyzed. And my friend just looks at me and she knows like that was like yikes. And she just looks at me and she goes, what? 
are you going to give it another go? And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I am. And I got back up there, rang the little bell, came back down. And I just felt like in that moment, uh, looking mm-hmm. back on that experience, I'm like, exactly what Andrew was saying, like the wall was truth. Like we're scaling, we're doing, like we're, right. we're, we actually are taking ground for the kingdom of God. And then there'll be a, a moment, a season, you said the wrong thing, you did the wrong thing, you messed up, you sinned, and you fall, bam, hard. And it feels like really embarrassing. Like there can be a lot of embarrassment when you're like in following God and you make mm. a mis- a mistake, make mistakes. Right. Um, but then it's God's grace that it only does what, what God's grace, how it should operate in your life is it's like, are you going to give it another go? Let's right. get you back. Whoop. Right back yeah. on that truth. It's not to like stay great, in the pit. Yeah. Stay. I, it shouldn't make me stay not wanting to scale this mountain again, it should mm. always, bam, put me right back up on that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. That's Love good. that. All right. So mindsets to adapt when becoming a follower of Jesus. Choose obedience over convenience. Recognize Jesus as Lord and not just Savior. Realize that grace saves you and truth leads you. This next one, I think, um, is so important if you're going to follow Jesus with longevity in your life. And it's this thought that isolation is the devil's playground. And what I mean by that is this. You're never more vulnerable than when you're doing life alone or honestly trying to be a Christian all on your own. We, yeah. we kind of say it at the end of almost every message, <laughs> but there's, there's no such thing as a solo Christian. There's yeah. no such thing as like a pioneer Christian in the sense of like you're just doing this by yourself. Right. You will fail 100% of the time and there's a proverb that basically just says, pity the man that falls yeah. and has no one to help them up. Mm-hmm. And so, man, I don't know whoever wants to take this one, but talk about the importance of having people in your life to help you follow Jesus and then not just something that you try to do by yourself all the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I think um, friendship is just hard um, and anywhere you go, like whether you're trying to make friends downtown um going to the honky-tonk bars or whether you're I th- and I think like the um let me just free a lot of people up <laughs> I think people go into a church environment and they're like I this entitles me to friends and I just want to say lovingly no it doesn't like you have to put in work to get the friend that you want like you can't just show up to church and, and sit by yourself and not put yourself out there and be and then be like, well, I came to church and no one talked to me. It's like, well, did you go in, try to talk to people? Like, yeah. are you cultivating friendships? And then if you say, yes, I am, and I'm trying and it's just not really working out for me, I would say like, okay, let's take it a step further. Like, are you <clears throat> opening up? Are you actually saying like, I just talked to a girl the other day. I'm like, hey, she's like, I want this, this, this. I just want people to sit with me. I just want... I'm going through this really hard time. And I'm like, well, have you said that to them? And I think in your young 20s, I know for me, when I was like uh, trying to have Christian friends um, and going through really hard life experiences, um, I I tended to maybe like isolate myself or my struggle. Um, And I didn't really have the tools in my tool belt to like communicate like friendship especially in, in Christian circles, is all about communicating. And I actually was just reading uh, the other day in Second Corinthians. Let me actually find, I'll pull it up. And it says this, um, Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. 
And this is actually reference to uh, Psalm 116. Um, and David writes like, I believe. And so I spoke about my affliction. And there's so much in Christian circles. I think especially when you're young 20s, like you just want to have fun. Like you kind of want to have these like disposable friendships, I would like say. surface level. Yeah. 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 And then when you come across something really hard, you're like, oh, my gosh. Well, and then your friends don't know how to help you. And, oh, it's just like this awkward. It feels really clunky. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, like, start, like, being like, hey, I actually really do need you to, like, come over and sit with me. Hey, I actually really need to, like, talk to you about this. Um, And start, like, communicating. Because I think, yes, what you said was perfect. Isolation is the devil's playground. And so, yeah, start talking about your affliction. Start talking about what you need. Um, Well, and I think that what you always find, why the devil loves isolation is because he knows that the person next to you might just be going through the same thing you're going through. And, yeah. and he knows that if you so share it, they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. me too. Mm-hmm. And and all of a sudden there's like this this comfort and there's a strength that, that yeah. comes. Like um, e- even this this yesterday, we're sitting with our leadership team, and all of us were talking about the past two weeks of our life. And, and every single those five of us, every single one of us had some kind of like mm-hmm. mental breakdown <laughs> yeah. over yeah. the past two weeks. And not one of us told each other. Yeah. And none of us knew. Mm-hmm. And then we sit in this room two weeks later, and every single one of us is like, bro. Yeah. Dude, I had, it was last Saturday. I don't know what happened, but I was irritable. I was frustrated. I was angry with my kids. I, mm-hmm. And we we had this three-hour conversation. It was so healing. But we all were, were reminded, of like, hey, mm-hmm. we're all going through stuff. We all have our ish. Can we, yeah. like, can we let each other in? And and can we, like, can we treat trust and promise to have grace on each other yeah. and not judge each other and all the things we already know about each other but yeah. sometimes somehow the enemy gets you to believe that nah yeah. you'll, you'll lose out yeah. um, and you think that like letting go of something like you'll lose something mm-hmm. you know like if they knew but you usually gain gain a lot more so I, I think um, yeah. just knowing that when I say something when I let somebody in when I'm vulnerable um, usually someone is going through the same thing yeah. and then we can strengthen each other yeah. And I think we buy into that's a really good point. I think we buy into the lie that like, oh, we're doing this. No one will really understand. So I'm just going to keep it to like myself mm. when really or like they're not going to care. I know I, I think that a lot yeah. in my friendships. And so when you open that door, like people want to come around and help almost in those like vulnerable spots. Like what? Like, yeah, pity the person that falls into a pit like there's pits throughout our whole life. And it's like our friends that will help us get out of them. But I think we we do buy in this lie like, oh, I'm in this pit and they don't they wouldn't help me or oh they'll judge me. Uh-uh. Yeah. And that can happen. That can happen. I don't want to say that won't happen. <laughs> um but I think looking at yeah, like humanity, like people want to help. People want to be like encouraged, be like, right. hey, I actually do need this from you. And it'd be like, thank you so much for telling me that I would have had no, I wouldn't know how to come around you yeah. and help you. So yeah. I don't know where I heard this from. I, I might just be making it up, but I know I didn't think of it. Um, it's a quote that says, like, perseverance can win a thousand battles, but accountability wins a war. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, so many people, yeah. you're afraid to let people in because we live in a culture where accountability is viewed as, like, weakness. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you're weak, so you need accountability in this area. But accountability doesn't even necessarily have to be with 
negative things or are harm like porn yeah. or, or alcohol or like you could have accountability with a friend to like encourage each other or or like make sure totally. like hey like That's I so haven't good. seen you in church like mm-hmm. where have you been like this used mm-hmm. to give you so much life like you know yeah. come on like I just think that so much of my story and so much of my life was like persistently winning a th- thousand battles before I fell and I had nobody to help me up and I think as I've gotten older as I've listened to older pastors like people that have just been doing this thing for a long time, a real consistent thing I find in their life are close friends that they talk totally, to yeah. a lot. And and sometimes it's pouring out your heart, being like, man, I'm struggling with this or whatever. Sometimes it's just like shooting the breeze or whatever and, you know, just talking life. But yeah, I feel like if you are, if you're in this and you're trying to follow Jesus and you don't have somebody um that you can be accountable with it, for good things and bad things, for good things like for victories and struggles. If you can't celebrate with somebody, if you can't have somebody to hold you accountable, you can win a couple battles on your own, but you're eventually going to lose the war. And so bring people along your journey. And if you don't have anyone, like Whitney was saying, you know, the stereotypical, well, I went to this big church and nobody mm-hmm. said hi to me. But you also didn't say hi to anybody else. Like, seek people (laughs) out. Some of the strongest relationships I have are like, hey, Mm -hmm. there's something about your life that I want my life to mimic. Um, How did you do that? And some people have become really close friends. And other times it's just casual conversations every once in a while. But like, I I think like, yeah, don't don't let yourself walk through life alone. It's a hard road to walk. And I think people can can allow themselves to believe like, (laughs) That's why I walk through those things with my counselor mm-hmm. or I need to get counseling for this. And I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. If you know my story, you know I'm all for counseling. Um, but you would be amazed mm-hmm. on the kind of things that you could work through and fight through with good community around you. Yeah. With people that you love, that you love, um, that, that love you. Um, you'd be surprised how healing, like you're – when I went through my most difficult season, I didn't have anybody in my life that I could, I, I felt like I could really go to. Yeah. And that was my own doing, mm-hmm. completely my fault. Um, but now I go through some stuff, but I have some like strong people around me that I let in. And man, it's, it's so, yeah. so yeah, if you'd be surprised how much you can push through and fight through when you have accountability in your life. Yeah. You win a lot of, a lot of wars. Yeah. All right, we're wrapping up here. We have one more for you real quick. Mindsets or frameworks to help you follow Jesus, choosing obedience over convenience, recognizing Jesus as Lord and not just Savior, letting grace save you and truth lead you, realizing that isolation is the devil's playground. Don't do your life or your Christianity alone. And in this final one, um, it's just a final thought to take away, is that your faith takes tending to. Your faith takes tending to. There's no such thing as a stagnant faith. Your faith is either growing and flourishing or it's withering away. There's no neutral, I, well, I guess, mm-hmm. when it com- when it's becoming a Christian, when you're following Jesus. So um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on tending to your faith and, and making sure your faith is always progressing? Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of people, like, think that faith is just believing. And, and I think that... Belief and faith are different. Like belief is is believing that something can happen, but but faith is is the courage to act out on that belief. So like yeah. I I believe that like God wants this for me. I believe that there's healing on the other side. Okay, 
but your belief should dictate your behavior. And so faith now is going to be like stepping out towards that. Like you see that all throughout scripture. God spoke and his people moved towards something without the promise of anything happening. And I think that there's there's a level of of seeking and movement that I think provokes a response from God. Mm-hmm. And he calls us to it. Psalm 4, 2 says, those who know your name will trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Mm-hmm. Seek your happiness in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And seeking, asking, knocking, it's all active things that we have to lean into. And, and I think here, here's why we, we're active in our faith and we seek God, because the more you seek God, the more you'll begin to understand his heart for you. Mm-hmm. The more you seek him, the more you'll understand your need for him. The more you seek him, the more you'll know him. The more you know him, the more intimate you'll become with him. And and I think that sometimes we can get this skewed of like, wasn't it God's job to to seek me? Yeah. Um, and can I tell you that he's already done that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's content John 316, like that was God seeking you. Mm-hmm. Jesus going to the cross was him seeking you, that he came to seek and save the lost, that the Holy Spirit is like birthed inside you and you say yes to Jesus to guide you, to comfort you, to convict you, to engage in relationship with you. So understand that's the foundation in which we, now we, we seek. So there has to be a level of active faith or else you'll feel like you're not moving anywhere. But sometimes you have to like get up off your couch, speaking to myself included, and move towards the things that you feel God has Mm -hmm. placed before you. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. The one thing that I, oh, I just really wish I said um, when I spoke a couple weeks ago at Young Adults, faith just sometimes just flat out takes perseverance. Mm -hmm. And I wish someone would have made more of like a heavy emphasis on that because I think just like walking through different seasons that I have, I'm just like, oh, I just thought God would have come through by now. And I just know, like, some faith really does just take, like, persist, like, the persistent widow. Just, like, I am going to persevere through some things. And, like, the one verse I, I wish I would have said, because <clears throat> I think it's important, but I'm going to say it now, is James 5.11. It says, Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast, which also means, like, perseverance in Greek. You have heard the perseverance, the steadfast, steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. Mm-hmm. And I just think that, you know, man, like what shakes our faith so much is seeing um, our life maybe turn out in a way that you weren't expecting mm-hmm. or walking through some things you just didn't think you would ever have to go through. Right. And that really shakes the foundation of our faith. But if you look at the story of Job, what he's what he's saying here is like, Everything was taken from Job. Literally, health, finances, his his wife, his career, uh, his friend. Like, he had nothing right. and was sitting in ashes. And then in Job 19, he says this. Um, he has nothing. There's no, there is actually nothing in his life. Um, no kids. All his kids died. All of his livestock died. And he's like, for surely I know that my Redeemer lives. And he's like, I will see the Lord um, oh, how my heart faints in me, like my flesh will see him. And that's not saying, because I think as Christians, we can be like, ooh yay, like our hope one day is like 
eternity. Right. And it's like, no, like he's saying, yes, I know, but I know the kind of God I serve is like, I'm going to see him in my flesh, like in my personhood. I know how God works. Like he redeems all things. And so um, I think, yeah, if I could tell any young adult, I'd just say, you know what? Perseverance is has to be a key contributor it's like mary's like faith like it, it goes hand in yeah. hand yeah and so just like persevere like you can do it like if you're in a hard season right now um keep obeying keep doing all these things all these concepts we're saying and you're gonna you're gonna see it the other side of it i believe it because for sh- god is a redeemer yeah. and you'll see it in your flesh so that's good. My, Very long-winded. <laughs> my, no, no. My closing thought on this, and, and maybe you guys would agree, maybe disagree, would be this. When you tend to your faith, faith gets easier. And what I mean by that is yeah. life might not get easier. Your situation might not change. Life might get harder. But you know where you can run. You know where your anchor lies. You know, right. you yeah. know, like how to, you know that saying yes to God and no to maybe other things – it, it starts to become more of a habit. It starts to become more of like, you know, and you when you see God, when you see holiness play out in your life, you want more. Mm-hmm. You want more holiness. You want to be more like Jesus the more you are like Jesus. And so if you're like, man, is this even worth it? It Your situation might not change. You might be single right now and you might be single for the next 10 years. Who knows? But if you start saying yes to the things of God, continuing to say yes they might be bigger yeses Mm -hmm. but you'll have faith you'll have history with god to look back on and be like well this looks crazy but he was faithful back when he told me to give that much or when he told me to move and so i I just he's going to be faithful now Mm -hmm. so man keep working your faith keep tending to your faith and i promise you it'll be it'll just start to become ingrained in who you are and, and and how you see life and how you live and It'll even help you navigate those harder times better in life when you see those. So, um, all right, five mindsets to frame around following Jesus, obedience over convenience, Jesus as Lord and not just Savior, letting grace save and truth lead, uh, surrounding yourself with community, not letting yourself be vulnerable through isolation, and tending to and actively tending to your faith. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts before we pray? And close up on maybe these mindsets or frameworks that we can have that'll just help us follow Jesus better. Mm-hmm. Any final closing yeah, thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I might have said this at the end of last week, but I, 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 just, I just have a deep desire for young adults to, to experience more of of Christ and His love, and just remembering like, man, God loves you deeply. God has great things in store for you. God is going to allow you to go through difficult seasons, but it's to build you. Ultimately, now that you're a believer, God's goal for your life is to be effective for the kingdom of God. And so he's going to allow you to go through some difficult things that build you and strengthen you so that you can have a a, a greater testimony, so that you can have um, more uh, knowledge on how to reach people. And, and so just whatever stage of life that you're in, take an honest assessment of like, okay, this is where I'm at. And we're all in different seasons. And sometimes we feel like we take steps backwards and that, that's okay. Um, but but we be willing with this, like take an honest assessment of your life and say, okay, wh- which of these areas have maybe I've been like really, really struggling in? And, and do I need to like jump in the word and kind of find a conviction? Is it like, man, I don't really have good people around my life. Should I be joining a life group? Or, 
I've really been kind of taking advantage of the grace of God, and I think that God's called me to a new level of obedience. So I don't know. Sometimes I think we can do these podcasts. We give you a lot of these ideas and know that we're we're kind of just spitballing yeah. and seeing what sticks for some people. And yeah. and so, um, man, take something that, that stuck out today, what someone said, a word that was said, a scripture. Write that down, meditate it on today, and just, just see what maybe God has for you. Yeah, yeah I love that. Any final thoughts, Wet? Nope. No, I actually don't. This (laughs) this podcast. Awesome. And pray for Whitney's future chickens. I know. That she doesn't. What about you, Connor? (laughs) No, I mean, I just think that, yeah, there's, it's so hard. My, My personality when it comes to following Jesus is to look for rules, to look for regulations, Mm -hmm. to look for like, a script to follow (laughs) and there is no script. It's, you are so unique, uh, even to like the person beside of you, like, Mm -hmm. Your journey in following Jesus might look so different from theirs. But I do think that there are principles and truth that you can constantly look back to as, as like a guide, like yeah. God's word, like the person of Jesus. Right. And so that's what I would just encourage you to do. Like, don't don't go through life looking for a script. I think the adventure in life is on the other side of just your obedience to God. Um, and when you say yes, when you surround yourself with good people— um, when you tend to your faith, I just think you'll find yourself in the place that God wants you to be. You'll find yourself following Jesus, which is the point of this whole yeah. this whole podcast. So um, anybody want to pray for us as we close? What, Andrew? Yeah, I'll pray. All right. I'll pray for us. Pray us out. Uh, God, thank you so much for this podcast. And <clears throat> um, thank you just for the model that you created when you stepped on, uh, onto this earth. Yeah. And so just thank you for who you are, Jesus. And I just pray that for any young adult listening to this, it's, uh, they can take an honest assessment at their life um, so that, uh, that there will be like blessing in their future and that there will be um, an understanding, a greater understanding of who you are and your glory and your favor over our lives. And so um, just give all of us confidence to walk this out in our everyday life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. Be sure on whatever platform you listen to, Spotify, uh, uh, pod, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> whatever, whatever that's called. Yeah, Words. Yeah. Uh, hit subscribe. If you know somebody that this could encourage, be sure to share it with them. We will see you again next week with a new topic that we are going to be discussing for a little while. So we love you guys so much. See you next week. Bye. Bye.